This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Well, welcome to the podcast today, everyone. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. On the show today, we're going to be exploring the hybrid learning environment that school districts are employing for the upcoming school year, given the COVID-19 pandemic and some of the challenges associated with that. And joining me to discuss all of this is David Waugh. He is the Chief Revenue Officer for Managed Methods. David, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Tyler. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, David, from, from your perspective, how prepared were school districts for the challenges that were brought about by COVID-19? You know, this was kind of an overnight thing and people had to adjust on the fly, basically. So how prepared really were school districts when this all kind of came about? Wow, that, that's, that's a, a great question. And I think like the rest of the world was, they weren't. They, they weren't really prepared. I, I You know, I have a lot of friends in the education community. My, my, my spouse works in the, in the education world. I'm a parent of two children. Um, at the time, my mm-hmm. son was in eighth grade. My daughter was in third grade. And they're now going to be freshmen in high school and fourth grade. But, and, and, and obviously, we have hundreds of customers and, and thus along the way have made lots of you know, connections and friendships. Nobody was prepared. Nobody saw this coming. And... Mm-hmm. While there was certainly remote learning, online learning, distance learning concepts and, and things in place, most of that was more at the higher ed and the business world. But even then, when you stop and look at what it did to the business world and higher ed, nobody was prepared for this. And specifically, since we play in the K-12 space and we focus on K-12 education, no, it was, it was really unfair. Now, with that said, I commend the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of individuals that work in our public schools and private schools and charter schools and everything out there and what they did. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you stop and look back. I mean, the end of March, April, May, June were the most challenging, difficult times that our modern K-12 organizations worldwide have ever faced. And, and I commend them for what they, they, they tried to do, what they did do. And, you know, there's lessons being learned. Some people look back and say, well, it was a complete failure. I, I think that's a harsh word. That's pretty harsh to say because right. nobody said that. You know, Tyler, if I asked you to step in and be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys tomorrow and then you flounder in your first game and people say it's a failure, I'm like, okay, let's stop and analyze that and, <laughs> and look at it. Now, then again, I don't know, Tyler. You might be you know, the next Roger Staubach, so you might like uh, stuff. Yeah. I'm five foot seven. I would die. So, Hey, there you go. I'm with you. You know, Hey, look, yeah, Drew, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, uh, you know, <laughs> quarterbacks out there that are maybe not of height stature, but I'm five seven. So I, I can appreciate that. But yeah, no, I think yeah. to answer your question, I think that it's, it was a, it was a, it was a challenge. I commend the education professionals and technology professionals that helped maintain it. It really put to task the education community and there's a lot of lessons learned and the results you know, are out there. I mean, there, you know, the Wall Street Journal put out an article back in June. Uh, I want to say it was like June 5th, you know, uh, Tonell Hobbs, Lee Hawkins were the authors of this article. And, you know, they took the task and said the results are in and it didn't work. 
and that the pandemic forced schools into a crash course in online learning and there was problems in this and it was, it was hectic and stressful. Yes, it was, but it's, it, it's a lesson being learned and, and we, we have to address that now. And, and we, as a company, we, we have seen it firsthand and a lot of the problems in, in at least in our segment, our mm -hmm. niche that we focus on, a lot of those problems surrounding cloud-based email file sharing and, you know, cyber safety, compliance, et cetera, those things have always been there. They just all of a sudden became completely magnified like so many other areas. And now it's about scrambling to try and address those as we lead into the, the new school year. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I wanted to, to hit on next was just that, that idea that these weren't problems maybe created by COVID. They were just uh, amplified and kind of brought into into clearer focus, I suppose, just because of, you know, everything surrounding the pandemic. So now that school districts are, you know, a, a, as you said, kind of scrambling to try to get these issues fixed and solved, um, what are those major hurdles that they need to overcome to successfully deploy um, more of a hybrid learning environment come the fall to, you know, in an effort to keep students and teachers and, and faculty safe? You know, and that's a great question. And I myself am not, you know, am I an end all be all source or expert to this by no means. And, and, you know, I have opinions, I have thoughts, but I also have observations from real world experience with our customers and what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that you, you raised a question, you, you have, hybrid learning right now the you know as we sit here july you know 16th of 2020 across the united states at least there is lots of media attention exposure being brought to reopening plans for school districts universities etc for the upcoming fall session and you know whether it's going to be in-person learning which will be completely different whether it'll be complete remote learning or whether it's a hybrid, there is still a lot of questions and there's a lot of challenges out there. So if you look at just at a high level, what are some of the priorities that were, that were surfaced and exposed as a result of COVID hitting towards the end of last school year was first and foremost, internet connectivity, internet access um, was, it was certainly a big issue. You know, that abrupt transition to remote learning really showed there was a lot of insufficient preparation and resources available. And it also, consequently, the pandemic highlighted a digital equity issue that, you know, an inequality issue kind of that faced our world and that some of it was based on socioeconomical situations, some of it was based on geographical situations. But first and foremost, internet connectivity is, is obviously the number one thing, because if we're going to attempt to try and do any online learning or even hybrid learning, it's got to be delivered via the internet. Mm -hmm. And then you got to have the devices to connect to it. And so I have many of friends in the community of not only device manufacturers and device you know, sales, whether it be Chromebooks, Macs, Microsoft PCs, et cetera. And then once you have that you know, the highway, which is the internet, and then you have the vehicle, which is the, the device, you now need to have um, the gasoline, if you would, the content to power that. And there's so many learning management systems and arguably too many. And I think that we'll see a, a weeding out, if you would, of some vendors or systems, it'll be streamlined. 
because there was, you know, even within school districts, you had some school districts that are using Google and Microsoft. And then from a learning management perspective, they might have had um, Schoology or, or Google Classroom or, you know, Canvas or, you know, all these different types of systems. Right. And even within the, the school district where my own children go, you know, there's countless systems. One we log into for grades and then we log into another to see the homework assignments and we log into another to give feedback. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And so I think what this is going to do is, is force somewhat of a streamlining. And so you talked about connectivity, you can talk about devices, you talk about then the, the, the learning systems, whether that, and then you got to deliver it across something. So a lot of these remote learning systems were not designed to deliver it remote though. When I say, I shouldn't say remote learning, but when I say online learning systems or student management systems, learning management systems, they weren't really designed to be then delivered remotely because of visibility and control. So then they're trying to be delivered through video conferencing, you know, mechanisms, whether it's say Google meet or Microsoft teams or zoom or, or WebEx or you name it in terms of video conferencing. And that just completely opened up Pandora's box. So when you look at all these items at each layer, you have to have some sort of visibility into what's going on. And then you need to have the ability to control that. Well, the visibility is you got to be able to monitor it and audit what's going on. So I need to be able to monitor the communication through email, file sharing, video meetings, my devices, the connectivity. I got to be able to monitor all that and audit and report on it and know what's happening and where. And then I need to be able to control it. I need to be able to put policies in place. I need to be able to have remediation and enforcement. I mean, because that's that's where, in, at least in our world, because obviously I'll be honest with you, I'm looking through a, a certain type of lens. You know, we look at the cybersecurity, the cyber safety, the compliance side of things within school districts. And that's where this became a real problem because we already faced all these challenges of, you know, security types of situations and cybersecurity and fraud and theft and incident, you know, intentional or unintentional data loss and then student safety issues and cyberbullying and you name it. Those were all there before COVID mm -hmm. in the regular classrooms. And the schools were already losing the battle because so many schools were behind the curve, you know, for a variety of reasons, funding, political situations, taxes, et cetera, you name it, you know, it always, always boils back to funding, but, but it then became just, Oh my goodness. And, and unfortunately then it kind of took a, a back seat because they were scrambling to just try and just make school continue to happen. Right. So I think that, you know, there's, there's a lot of uh, challenges that still face the men and women, the professionals out there in the education community that are trying to prepare for it is there's a lot of, you know, deficiencies. There's a lot of challenges. There's a lot of, you know, inequity and, and challenges for, you know, at risk students, low income minority. There's a lot of challenges that COVID-19 is just compounding mm -hmm. and, you know, I, I just, we're here to try and help and support that. Obviously we're focused on a certain area, but it's, it is definitely a bigger picture. Right. So, you know, 
you talked about trying to fix and close those gaps, whether it's, you know, internet connection, uh, you know, then you need the devices and then, you know, the, the platforms for how you actually deliver the, the curriculum, the, the class and, and that sort of thing. But, and, and then when we talk about security, safety, compliance, things like that, what tools exist to help close those gaps and to help kind of mitigate those different risks, right? Because those are substantial risks for school districts and for, you know, for, for education systems. Well, I mean, that's, that's a great question, Tyler. I mean, maybe that's beyond my scope, but, you know, from our perspective, we focus specifically here at Manage Methods on helping our K-12 customers secure the main communication vehicle, which the main communication vehicle prior to COVID-19 and now since COVID-19 is going to be your email, your file sharing, and now other types of communication tools, which since COVID-19, the main kind of communication became, in addition to file sharing and email, video conferencing. So say Google Meet, uh, Microsoft Teams, Zoom. Those are by far the three most prevalently used within the K-12 system here in North America. So our focus has been prior to and still is the ability to give that visibility to monitor and audit what's happening from a cybersecurity and cyber safety and compliance perspective, but then allow districts to protect and control that, you know, and, and as, as COVID-19 hit and, ex, you know, became kind of accepted, this is what we have to address and deal with for the end of the school year. There was a lot of lessons learned about, okay, there's too much exposure, too much access. And it, it wasn't just, it wasn't, you know, just because of the school's doings or lack of doings and insufficiencies there in preparation. It was that many of vendors uh, that, that work in ed tech and these suppliers were caught off guard as well. Uh, Google, Microsoft, Zoom, the ones I just mentioned, you know, there was a lot of uh, deficiencies that were exposed because they just hadn't been explored yet. And, and I commend them because they did a great job addressing them. And now they're all addressing it for the, the upcoming year. So what I implore my friends in the ed tech community and our, the schools that we work with is look at first and foremost, everything you do, is there a way to monitor and audit and control it? Because if you're trying to roll out something for the upcoming school year, but you can't explicitly say, yes, I can monitor and tell you everything that's happening. I can provide you audit reports and we can control it as in we can stop it, shut it down, et cetera. If you can't answer those questions, then you, you, you really got to pause and think about it because you're, you're then putting at risk the district, the financial, as well as the, the end user, which is the children. And what, what we're seeing is, and we saw this happen and it's sad, but true. The people with, bad intentions didn't rest during COVID-19. And like any time we see these types of things, you always see bad situations occur. Like immediately upon COVID-19, fraudulent and cyber criminal activities began to occur. You know, phishing emails where people were trying to make claims of how we can help with COVID or you can get, you know, you just in the news today, there was a, a major story about, I think it was in the state of Maryland where they discovered over 40,000 fraudulent unemployment claims. Wow due to a, a breach. I mean, so it's sad, but true that even during this global pandemic, not I say global because it's worldwide, that there's still people out there that are trying to gain from it in a criminal 
fraudulent way. It's just, unfortunately, it's just humanity. And so that's why I, you know, implore to my, my friends, it's like in the, in the, in partners and, and customers and prospects, people in the community, it's like, make sure if you, no matter what you're rolling out, if you don't have the, the visibility, the ability to monitor and audit what's going on, because if you can't monitor and audit what's happening, there's no way you can protect and control it and put in types of policies or remediations. Because if you don't know something's happening, then how are you going to stop it? You know, right. I'll give an example where um, this is just a very basic, simple, but sad example. You know, you look at all the, you heard all the stories of Zoom bombing and all the stuff that was happening throughout the end of the school year. My child went through an eighth grade graduation ceremony online, which is already sad enough that my son and his friends, you know, and I commend him, he and his buddies were like, meh, okay, whatever, big deal. Right. But, you know, you know, it was more probably impactful to us as parents, but he, he didn't have the normal, you know, gather in a auditorium, gymnasium on a football field, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm ceremony but not just not just in our school but this was happening everywhere where all types of graduations but unfortunately their graduation ceremony had to be abruptly shut down from a zoom meeting because of some improper activity that was occurring and being posted up on the screen by some sort of party involved in it whether they were a student or a family or staff or outsider that just got in why because they couldn't answer the fundamental questions that i just presented yeah. They didn't have a way to monitor, audit, and control what was happening. And I told them, shame on you for even attempting to do that. I, I commend you that you tried to do something, but you still have to stop and say, okay. It's kind of like, you know, I want to jump across the Grand Canyon, but I'm not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go do it. But in this case, it's like, well, no, I still want to do it because everybody needs to do this. No, no, we don't need to do that. So it's sometimes these are the challenges that we're facing. And, and, and it's just, it's because it goes back to kind of your original question in a, in a way, in the sense that we just don't know. We don't, we, I, I don't want to like punish people. I'm not going to stand here and say, Hey, we did this wrong uh, because we don't know. We, we, this is something new to all of us and we're doing the best we can to try and approach it. And our team here at Manage Methods is doing the best we can to try and help in the certain category we can help in. All right, David. So you mentioned those, you know, those those primary vehicles of email, file file sharing, and video conferencing. So, if, if there is, you know, a school district that's saying, okay, we're we're trying to do these things, but we we have these, you know, these challenges that are presented, and, and we need to make sure that we are covering our bases when it comes to these primary, you know, methods of communication and things along those lines. What's what's a tangible step that these school districts can take to make sure that they are in a proper position moving forward into the fall semester? That's a great question. And I think, you know, again, it goes back to kind of the earlier, some of the earlier conversation and points we talked about where, again, you, the, the IT professionals we work with within these school districts, I commend them for what they've had to do and all the things they're trying to enable. I mean, from internet connectivity and access and now as they're kind of settling into, okay, we're, this is what we have to deal with, when they approach us and ask us for, okay, wh- where's your stance on this managed methods? Ours is back to that. You have to have that visibility first. So you have to be able to monitor and audit what's going on so that you can then have the ability to protect and control by putting in some form of remediation policies, enforcement. And 
you know, when we, when we look at it, like one of our customers, we recently had a webinar where one of our customers on this panel during this webinar pointed out, trust nobody. They take the zero trust security model uh, and implemented it within their cybersecurity infrastructure, which more or less takes the approach of, okay, unless we have complete visibility, you know, can identify who it is and monitor and audit their behavior, we're not going to let them into the environment. Mm-hmm. And when you stop and look at all the different systems that we kind of talked about, you know, it was about getting that internet access and getting the devices and then using these remote learning types of vehicles, like whether it be Google Meet through Google Classroom and the Google applications, whether you're, if you're a Microsoft organization and you happen to be using Microsoft Teams, whether you're both Google and or Microsoft and you're using Zoom or, or WebEx or others, you're then making sure you have to have things in place. So, you know, there's, there's obviously a lot of things that go into it, like secure VPNs, um, a single sign-on, some of the different tools. Um, you know, one of our customers really promotes tools like Classlink. You know, one of our customers, a gentleman named Greg at, a, at Bibb County down in Georgia, you know, he talked about how we use Classlink and we're integrating all these systems together. But bottom line, you need to have a lot of different layers to it. But when you specifically talk about, you know, like your email security, your file sharing, these, these video conferencing, tools like managed methods, and there's others out there, but, you know, we are arguably one of the leading players and one of the only that I know of that's specifically dedicated to the K-12 market. You need to have the ability to have cybersecurity, cyber safety, and compliance controls in place that at least allow you to monitor and audit what's going on and then be able to take action, whether that's revoke um, a file share that has just occurred that's inappropriate, mm-hmm. whether it's the ability to show you who's in a Google Meet, how many Google Meetings they were a part of, you know, even as simple as is attendance. You know, we have some schools that are just like, hey, can you help us account for who's attending what Google meetings and when and where, and then and then be able to monitor what's going on inside of, you know, say Google Chat or what is being shared inside of Google Classroom. These are all things that used to kind of get take for granted because they thought, all right, we're inside the protected school building, teachers walking around, administrators, everybody, we can kind of see these things. And some of the legacy tools they had in place were able to watch those things. But once things changed and went beyond the school building those problems that were there already just all of a sudden turned into this hostile environment right it kind of just created it so you know going back to how i started like i said one of our customers good friend of ours just you know participated in our recent uh, webinar uh you know he talked about that he said you know zero trust you got to trust nothing first and make sure you have this ability to identify monitor audit and control and then you can protect and and go from there David, I have a feeling we could probably talk for uh, quite a while about these topics because there's just so much to unpack, and it's such a it's such a big issue in this current time. But if people are interested in getting more information on managed methods and the solutions that you provide and, and what it is that you guys do, where can they go to, to find more information? Certainly, that's a, a great question and, and, and a simple answer. Visit our website at managedmethods.com. I know that's kind of a mouthful, managedmethods managed as in, you know, M-A-N-A-G-E-D methods.com. It's a great, uh, great source of information and our blog, subscribe to our blog posts. You know, we have a lot of great content. We do a lot of great webinars. We do our best through our partners and our customer community to be on the forefront and be thought leaders on what's happening. Um, our involvement with uh, coasting on a national level and regional chapters we, we do our best to stay connected to the community across North America. So um, check out our website, check out our blog, mm-hmm. 
And uh, there's a lot of great resources out there, including white papers, eBooks, et cetera. And of course, podcasts like this to help people stay informed and get to know us better. Exactly. Well, yeah, uh, it's it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today, David, um, to to share more insight on this. Uh, so everybody, make sure you go to managedmethods.com. Uh, that's managedmethods.com, like David said. And of course, you know, we'll, we'll keep you updated on everything uh, going on. And uh, David Waugh, Chief Revenue Officer at Managed Methods, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today and uh, sharing your insights. Tyler, appreciate it. We enjoyed it, and we look forward to uh, continuing with you guys and, and continue with helping the community out there secure things in the education community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the program. We, uh, we appreciate you listening along very much. Of course, remember, managedmethods.com. And also, we'll be back soon with more podcasts exploring the ed tech space. But until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Thanks for listening.